Hello, if you're still listening to us, it's because you're a member of Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. We hope you are enjoying all the perks of your Slate Plus membership, like our great Slate Academies, including Jack Hamilton's brand new one on race and pop in the 60s. And the old, you know, the old ones that you're probably still listening to every day. I hope so. But also, of course, with Slate Plus, you get bonus segments on all your favorite podcasts, including this one. Here on Mom and Dad are Fighting, we like to bring in someone from Slate to tell us a bonus triumph or fail. So today we have Will Salatan. Hey, Will. Hey, Dan. So uh, Will Will is a political writer here at Slate. He is a longtime Slater. He's been here since the very beginning. Uh, and Will, you have kids how old? Uh, they're now 16 and 13. 16 and 13. Uh, so tell us, do you have a parenting triumph or fail for us today? So I'm going to let you judge what it is. I would call it a parenting struggle yet to be determined. But oh. I would say it is definitely not a triumph at this point. So it could be a fail. Okay. We'll see. So the thing is, I have an algorithm that I've used for my kids from the time they were really small. And it worked really well when they were small. These are behavior problems you have with your kid. The first thing you try is goodwill, right? Please do this. And if that doesn't work, the next step is make it their problem. Um, usually it's like they're not getting ready. We're going somewhere. Fine. Go get in the car. You either get out here or you don't. That usually works. If that doesn't work, the third one is your way or my way, which is you can come now or I can come get you. And then the fourth one, if they call your bluff on number three, is force. Mm -hmm. Right. So the problem is like when you lifting them up and putting absolutely, them over your shoulder. Lift yeah. them up. Yeah. Right. Now, this works great when they're two years old. It gets harder when they're five, eight. Now, now I've got a 16 and a 13-year-old. And so number four is out. It yeah. just doesn't work, right? Yeah. Which means number three doesn't work because the bluff can be called. So now you're down to, if you don't get goodwill, you're down to make it their problem. And that turns out to be really difficult. So the problem that I have is my 16-year-old stays up too late, jerks around, doesn't do his homework, then he's doing his homework late. My wife is a morning person. She's gone to bed, and I'm up with him, and I'm trying to get him to go to bed. Now, my strategy here, make it their problem, would be let him stay up. Let him stay up. He's got to get up in the morning, go to school. He'll have a lousy day. Maybe he won't turn in his assignment on time. Maybe he'll do a lousy job. Make it, let it hurt. Just let it hurt. My problem is my wife does not want to do that, right? She does not want to suffer that consequence because the consequence of a bad grade when you're a junior in high school is a lot different from when you got a four- or five-year-old, right? So the we so we're having a disagreement about how far to push this consequence thing. It seems to me that another problem is that the consequence is not necessarily going to seem obviously causal to the kid. Like I feel like many teenagers when I was a teenager, I definitely didn't get the connection between like not sleeping enough and having a shitty day the next day. Like it, it wasn't clear to me necessarily. And even on t in times where maybe it was clear to me, I would deny it. Like my mom would be like, well, you're so cranky today because you didn't go to bed. And I'd be like, shut up, mom. No, I wasn't. And I assume that would be the case with your son, right? He would not admit to that being the issue. Right. Now, so let me grant you that. Okay. I grant you that point. And now my next question is, was there some other thing that worked for you? Or was that still, although it failed, the most likely thing to work on you in the long run? There was nothing that worked on me. I just stayed up as late as I wanted. Like, you know, I mean, right. I could always outlast my parents. Right. Now, I, you're you're helping me understand what this is. This is a fail. Right. It's just not, perhaps not <laughs> as great a fail as some other strategy, but it is nonetheless a fail. Or, well, or no, I don't, I don't really actually think that's true. I think you're saying it's his fail. It's your kid's fail. Like, your kids are going to fail. Kids are going right. to, like, they're, you can't, I mean, he's he's a junior in high school. You can't, like, I don't know. What are you going to do? You're... Right. Right now, see that's you're talking. You're talking my language there. And I, and I totally. I'm, I'm going for I'm going for the dad thing, the separate. But it's great to hear it from a mom too. 
It's the, the separation. It's your failure. Yeah. Right. You, nothing's going to – I am not going to be able to fix this problem for you. Only you can, can fix it, right? My wife, to her, it feels a little bit more like a failure for her if he does badly in school. No, right. I mean, I think if he does poorly in school, first of all, I like, you know, how long will that last? Maybe he gets a bunch of bad grades, like, you know, a couple of bad grades and then decides he should not do this. But if he can't get good grades in school – whether it's because, you know, he's not getting enough sleep or doesn't put enough attention to his work or, you know, whatever the reason is, like, that's got to be his problem, right? Because you're not going to college with him. Right. Now, I, that, now that's fine if both of the parents can agree on that strategy. Right. But if, if they can agree, now you have the more interventionist parent um, from the standpoint of me or you, Allison, um, intervening and thwarting the infliction of consequences on the kid. Well, then what does she can can your wife stay up? Like, can your wife? No, deal? she's she's that's the whole thing. So she's the morning person. But so I mean, she can't have it. I don't want to lash out at your wife. But like, she is your wife a member of Slate Plus? She can't have she, <laughs> she can't is, have it both is. ways. You can't have it both ways. If you want to if you want to enforce bedtime, <laughs> right. then you have to and you're you know, I mean, you guys can't just like there's no real compromise here. Right. Like one of you wins right. on this. Right. This is clearly a chain of command and consequences problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Can you be the morning person? Yeah, I can't. I, so you have like, uh, are you the same religion? Are you the same, the same politics? Are you a night person and a morning person? Here we've got like this difference in this approach to consequences. And I, I don't know how exactly we're going to sort it out because it's true that I would have to sort of be the morning person to make this work. And it's yeah. not going to happen. Last I question. Mean, how late is he staying up? Yeah, how late are we talking? Uh, he's up past midnight. He's up sometimes to one o'clock in the morning. Even so, you know, so like you're thinking, okay, I'll go to bed now and I'll try to model good behavior. That doesn't necessarily work either. I'm a firm believer that even if Dan's right and this doesn't work, nothing else is more likely to work. I, agree I mean, with that. you could cut the power to the house, <laughs> right? Or like turn off the internet or like just like make it impossible for him to stay up. Or right. you could do something like not about the staying up. If he wants to be like exhausted, fine. But like as part of the problem, he's doing his work really late. And so he's doing a crappy job of it. Uh, yeah, he's not doing the work early enough. So there are things you can try to apply earlier. But the right. question is, do you have the ultimate backstop of he pushes it, he pushes it, he pushes it. It's now midnight. It's one o'clock in the morning. He's saying, I've got too much to do. What are you going to do at that moment? I mean, you should go to bed. Yeah, that's that's I, what you should do at that. Yeah, moment. And, you, and maybe you I'm could do you. something where, like, I don't know, you could say you need to have your work done by eight o'clock or something, and then stay up as late as you want. And if you don't have your work done by eight o'clock, then you're not going out with your friends on Friday night or something like that. Is that possible? Right. It's uh, those 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 get more and more difficult to yeah. enforce. But I I agree with you. Like you you're looking for that consequence you can impose down the line. Yeah. Right. All right. Thank you, Will Salatan. Um, we're all in agreement that someone has failed here, at least. Uh, could be you. Could be your kid. Maybe it's your wife. Who knows? Um, but thank you for joining us. I look forward to having these exact same arguments with my kids in like three years. Awesome. Thank you for being a member of Slate Plus. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks.